Hey, Janet. Hey, Kent. I have a life hack for you. Are you, you ready? Do? I do. I'm so ready. Do you ever feel cold? Oh, yeah. Do you know what's the best solution to that? What? So when you feel cold, just go to a corner. Bam. 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Oh, that's You're funny. welcome. That's a good start to Manny versus Mommy. Welcome. That's Kent Hexum. Do you know my middle name? I do. It's Neil. Yep. And that's Janet, no middle name, Barton. Correct. Lee. Barton Lee. Lee. Barton Lee. Barton Eyes. Ooh. I'd eyes eat anything. I do like doing that a lot. Prioritize is a word now. Makes my mom so mad. (laughs) She's like, prioritize is not a word. It's not in the dictionary. Which it wasn't for years and years. And I think probably 10 years or so ago they added it. Now there's eyes eat words all over the place. I don't feel like it's hard to get added to a dictionary though. It's true. It's probably true. There's all kinds of weird words in there now that are like abbreviations and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I think BRB is in there and... Stuff like that that's like from texting and chat rooms originally yeah. are in there. But yeah, you can uh, you can add I Z E to anything and just make it a verb. I love it. Verbalize. Wait, that one really is a word. Verbalizationing. Bartonly. Verbalizationing Bartonly. In in a Bartonly way. Ugh. What do you brought to us by this week? That is a good question, and I totally had one, and then you asked it. Blanked right out of my mind. Goodbye. What do you brought to us by? Give me some time my to think. My nails. <laughs> I'll post a picture of my cute nails. I did dipping, which I've never done before. Apparently, it's kind of like gel, which I'm bummed about because I specifically asked the lady, Oh, no, better for you, better for New Year. It's better for you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And you've seen that skit, right? No, I can't I remember. Haven't. You've not? No. Nope. Okay, we're watching it after and I will post it as well. She's hilarious. It's so funny. My mom was like, what are we going to do for Christmas dinner? So I sent the link to the Christmas story when they go to the Chinese food. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and right as I sent that, my mom responded to everyone, why don't we just go to P.F. Chang's? <laughs> yes, you're like, uh, nailed it. Exactly. Got it right on the. So yeah, I've got green glitter on my fingernails and this little, you know, fourth finger accent, which I never do. This is way more girly than I ever do on my hands. And then uh, it's got like a snowflake, you know, some red and white and very festive leftover a little bit, you know, but I was like, nah, it's not too Christmassy. It'll last through New Year's. And then my toes are a red glitter. Oh, nice. So I feel all fancy. It was kind of a fun day. Same day I got my hair done. So it was just like a day of pampering. The lady was so sweet because I just put in my AirPods and listened to some Christmas music. I just put away. I just put together a Christmas list. And this is right before Christmas. And so I'm listening to music and just letting her massage my legs. And I've leaned back with my eyes closed. And she asked me something at one point. And I answered. And then she started to talk again as I was leaning my head back and closing my eyes. She said, Oh, no, man, you do relax. <laughs> I was like, yes. Thank you. Yes, I have nine kids. I need this. I need this break. So that's what I'm brought to you by is my cute Manny Petty. What are you brought to us by? AirPods. Wee, wee. Can I tell you a fun story? Uh, of course. So I was like, hey, I need to chill out on my AirPods because I'm using it as a way, a means to escape. Sure. So I put them away and I didn't have them for three weeks. It was only going to be a week, but I forgot. Three weeks. For three weeks. It was only going to be a week, but I forgot where I put them. <laughs> <laughs> life the hack. Point... Speaking of life hacks. Yeah. So put it I, in a special place. I was like to the point of, do I just go buy a new set? Like, 
I looked and I couldn't find it. Jeez. So yesterday, You're panicking. Kind of, because I like them, you know. Yeah. Not you will in... replace them. When mine got stolen in my backpack, I replaced them immediately. And it still reminds me, it still says Janet's AirPods number two. <laughs> <laughs> Screw nice you, one. iPhone. Way to rub it in. <laughs> so I found them yesterday as I was going through some random box trying to find something else. And I was like, oh, I've missed you. Cause <laughs> oh, that's, did you they know. sing to you? Like... Just in the case? When I opened the case, every Apple device I own dinged, your iPod, your AirPods have been found. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had searched so many times, like, just play a sound. Just let just me know where you were Just do something. At. <laughs> your whole so, network was so excited for everything you. Everything was going on. <laughs> it was fun, though. So I was like, you know, good intent. I want to be more present in the moment and not use them as a means for escape. That doesn't work so well if I go to a restaurant by myself. Right. Or, you know. If I'm doing something... Now I have to be present all the time? I know. it's It was a hard balance. So AirPods and balance. That's what I'm brought to us by. Definitely. Love it. Okay. So you got the rest of this podcast. I'm going to put these in. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm going to play Mario Kart, man. I'm hooked on that lately. They did a good job with it. It was so, It's so much better than the Mario game they released. Did you ever play the actual uh-uh. Mario game? It wasn't great. It wasn't even opinion. close. This Mario Kart, mm-hmm. is, it's pretty close. They do a good job with it. So I thought today it'd be kind of fun if we read through the 13 powerful phrases proven to help an anxious child calm down. Let's do it. Because I think everybody could use that. Kid in the grocery store that's having anxiety. Shut up! Oh my god! Oh, is that not one of them? Oh. Shut up. I'm so tired of listening to The you. other day I actually... Weren't we just talking about validating emotion yeah. and how to work through it in a healthy way? The other Throw day... Throw that out the window. Honestly, it was so loud and annoying... And just so much. At McDonald's? No, this oh, is a different experience. Different one. <laughs> you get these a lot. a lot. It was at Walmart. And the kid was just screaming. And I swear that they were following me around the store because it was <laughs> so long. And finally, I'm just like, can someone shut that kid up? And they, I looked right at the parents as I said that. And they were like, eh. And then I just kept work, walking along. And people like, of Walmart. Oh. No respect for other people. I get no respect. <laughs> Remember Dangerfield? Rodney Dangerfield? I don't know. Like, ugh. Let's figure something out. Cause well, let's do what we can. Right? Because we can't control other people, unfortunately. And I didn't have my AirPods to just put in and walk on my <laughs> merry little way. <laughs> you had to deal with real life. Ugh. <laughs> okay, so this article comes from LemonLimeAdventures.com. I got a little cold. Don't hurt so yourself. I can't say some Lemon words. Lime <laughs> Adventures. Lemon Lime Adventures. And as I said, it's 13 powerful phrases proven to help calm an anxious child. So the first one I loved it is, I'm here for you, you are safe. So imagine cats, your kids freaking out. I'm here for you, you're safe. And then just... Just a reminder, I think we need to do that with ourselves a lot of times. Because I struggle with anxiety. My brain... Because anxiety lives in the future. Depression lives in the past. Right? Either one, you're not living in the present. Mm -hmm. And if you can stop and slow your brain down and go, I am safe. I'm safe. Right now, in this moment. I'm safe. Because our brain tends to get caught up in that, you know base i like calling it the basement brain that primal brain where 
fight or flight. Real or imagined threat feels the same. Your brain does not know the difference. And so saying those things, I'm safe and reassuring yourself, I think is huge. Because I think one of the worst things you can do is say, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I hear that a lot. I hear parents a lot saying, you're going to be okay. This is no big deal. What are you freaking out about? There's nothing to be concerned about. That's not worth crying over. Yeah, it is. No one would judge me as an adult and and tell me, well, I would hope not. I might punch him. Have we met? Because I judge you all the time. (laughs) But would say to my face, this isn't worth crying over. What are you crying about? Why are you making this such a big deal? Stop crying. But for some reason, it's okay to say that to a kid that's dealing with anxiety or overwhelmed for whatever reason. That's messed up. (laughs) Like... That's not worth crying over. I'll give you something to cry about, which I say jokingly sometimes because I think it's funny. But my mom said it seriously, you know. So I think rather than saying you're fine or this is not a big deal or, you know, your feelings aren't valid because this isn't worth freaking out over. Well, it is to them. And who are you to judge how they're feeling? Right. So I love that. Just reminding yourself, first and foremost, you're safe, especially when you're feeling that out of control stuff. Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. No, Wait, not like phrase. that. Tell me no, about I it. No, I know. I love it. Talk about it without interrupting. I love that. Because sometimes they won't want to talk about it, yeah. right? And they need some time. Okay, well, I can go do something else for five minutes. I'll be back in five minutes. We can talk about it then. I think one of the best tools Mace Therapist gave me was I would like to speak to blank year old may so seven she's seven right now i like to speak to seven-year-old may when you're ready to talk and i did this friday night when you're ready to talk a seven-year-old may i'm right here and i just sat down on her floor in her room yeah and she whimpered and cried a little bit and then was like okay i'm ready yeah okay so tell I, me i've processed through it enough to get to that seven seven-year-old current level i love that because that's it's hard especially if you have a child that you view as overly emotional it gets very taxing. Oh, great. This kid oh. is crying again. And it's going to be this long, drawn-out thing. Yeah, sometimes they just need time. You know, it's not about us trying to fix it or, here, let's talk about it this way. Let me reason through it with you. But just letting them get it out. And sometimes they do better, I think, with a set amount of time. You know, let's set a timer. Let's talk about it for this long. Because then they know I don't have to sit in this space for that long. I can just, you know, be in this space because I think that can be true for teenagers too. like talking through hard emotional stuff. Well, let's just talk about it for 10 minutes and see how we feel. How big is your worry? (laughs) My worry is so big. (laughs) I I like that question, though, because especially with an anxious child, how big is it? Like, what does it look like? It, It helps them present a picture of how it feels. And, you know, they can use an arm length. You know, hands close together, arms stretch wide apart. Unless you have T-Rex arms and then you're a little limited. T-Rex worries can't be all that big. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about your little T-Rex arms inside my coat the other day? (laughs) I should put put that on and take a picture of it. It's so funny. So I borrowed your coat last night or a couple nights ago at the Diva Show. And I put my arms in and I'm trying to show you how floppy the arms are because there's a good probably 12 to 14 inches hanging off. And then I pointed out that breaking point is my fingertips. Here's where my my wrist is. (laughs) Here's where it should go if it were to actually fit me. And it was, you know, another five inches or so. (laughs) It was a good 18 to 20 inches probably of just 
floppy sleeve and that fits you <laughs> that's it what killed like you me were wearing a robe it was so funny when i walked it over. went down to like my knees yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can walk around the corner like oh my gosh that looks hilarious kept me warm though and then we were leaving i realized i still had it on after i dropped you guys off and yeah. so i turned back around and i i was like i knew you were inside and i was like i'm not going inside i'll just leave it by his car <laughs> i didn't know you were going to be in there for like two and a half three, three hours, hours. <laughs> so i just hung it on your side mirror uh, on oh, the driver's side when i walked out <laughs> and i knew it would when i did it <laughs> it wasn't my intention but once i did it i was like that's gonna freak him out <laughs> when he comes walking around the corner but i love making it visual for yeah. kids as far as how big their fear is and i think what helps a lot too is if you can give it a name and a persona and help them keep it separate yeah because your worry is your worry that's not you that's just Joe or Nancy or whatever. If you can give it a name and an image, then it's easier to keep separate. Tell Joe so, to shut up. We're, we didn't welcome anxiety on this trip. <laughs> so for my brain, what works really well is drawing three circles on a paper mm. or three different examples, small, medium, large. So you can kind of Stuffed gauge. animals. Because size, if you ask or... one kid, how big is it? It's a building big when they don't quite understand the concept, you know, it's all different to every individual. It's all relative. It's all relative. Well, and I think so that you... a kid with anxiety, that might even be overwhelming. That might yeah. create more anxiety if they're the type that has a hard time making a decision and being decisive. One of the other ones uh, that I love, what do you want to tell your worry? Hashtag the adult chair. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. She talks. I don't listen to you. She talks all the time about getting in touch with your inner child. Mm-hmm. You know, we did an, an experience at my moon goddess night. We celebrate the full moon every month, and we talked about inviting our inner child, our inviting our younger self to be there with us and share the things that they needed to share and and just be witness to it. And I think that can be a good thing. What do you want to tell your worry? She mentions, uh, explain to your child that worry is like an annoying worry bug that hangs around telling them to be worried. That's that idea of creating a separate, whether it's like a monster or a bug or a person, mm-hmm. you know, something that's outside themselves telling them to be worried. It's not them. It's this little bug flying around your ear saying, be worried, be worried, be worried all the time. And so you can create a few, a few phrases and then give them permission to talk back to this you know, worry bug or whatever it is. You need to be a bossy. Go away. I don't have time to listen to you. Silly voices. You know, you can try it loud and quiet and, you know, shouting at it versus whispering. Whispering can be more creepy. Let's be honest. <laughs> every, every kid's been through that experience when the parent comes in and whispers intent, like oh. intensely, you know, you're in so much more trouble. Like, can you please just yell at me? <laughs> the yelling is so much better than this intense whispering. I'm very scared right now. And so doing that, you know, maybe with the anxiety or the worry. And I think talking about it alone and, and helping them identify it is one of the biggest things. Can you draw it? <laughs> no, I can do stick figures. Exactly. <laughs> but I like that, that, that phrase, can you draw it? Cause that gives a visual way mm-hmm. if a kid can't explain what they're feeling yeah because some kids aren't way. good aren't good with words mm-hmm. they're not very vocal or verbal and then you can say oh this i noticed this why is this this way or you can you know ask specific questions and have them process through and explain why they did it that way yeah I and see I, a lot of blue why is there a lot of blue over here yeah because the colors are going to matter the shapes i noticed there's a lot of circles over here 
And then maybe that'll open up the chance for them to talk about her. Look at look at those black, dark lines, you know? I notice I don't have an ear. And it appears <laughs> that, that you poop? have one. <laughs> you have an extra one in your hand. What are you telling me? <laughs> I love that. Oh. And you know what? I, along those lines, it's kind of separate, but that observation thing. Um, one of the things I've learned over the years with parenting is a good way to connect, especially with younger kids is just noticing what they enjoy doing. I notice you really enjoy coloring. That's it. Not great job. There's no judgment on it. Just being aware of that's who they are. Mm-hmm. I notice you really like making new friends. Right? Because that happens Why can't every you time. Why you friends? <laughs> <laughs> I notice you have a really hard time maintaining long-term relationships. <laughs> no, positives. We're focusing okay. on the positives here. But yeah, just being aware. You, man, you really like shooting hoops. Something like that, that just mm-hmm. pointing out that that's part of who they are, or it's their coping mechanism or whatever. But let's change the ending. Anxious children get stuck sometimes in that same pattern. Like all of us all, do. All, yeah, that outcome of this is ultimately what's going to happen. It's the only possibility because I'm stuck in that mindset or that obsessive thinking. Again, in the future. Anxiety is future thinking. But okay. you can tell... Go ahead. I think that's why I liked the greatest showman as much as I did. Yeah. Let's not do the same old thing. Let's change it. We can change the ending. We can write the story. We can do it. We can change it. Yep. We have control over Which is so much outcomes. more empowering than this is what you get. Good fate. luck. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in or luck. fate or luck or any of that. Yeah. You What's create the, your reality. Uh, Ron from Parks and Rec. He says something to the effect of luck is an idea that stupid people came up with just so they can feel justified in their actions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about oh, right. Just bad luck. No, that's, you made a pretty dumb choice. That's why the lottery is a stupid people tax. <laughs> Moving oh, on. So fun. Yeah, well, you, you got to play to win, right? Um, but you can help, you know, kids or anyone with anxiety see different options, you know, telling their story, but leaving off the ending. And then you can come up with a few new endings. Some of them can be silly, you know, like, and then you ride off into the distance on a unicorn, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But one, at least one should be realistic for them, you know, focus on helping them conquer their fears with the confidence of I can create an ending that I'm happy with and that I, that I like. And I think it gives them a sense of control, even if it, even if they understand that you can't control the outcome, but you can at least see that there are different possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. So my favorite thing to do when your kid, when any of your kids get hurt is immediately we need to amputate. (laughs) Cause that's it. When they get into that mindset of, Oh, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm hurt. I like to just kind of knock them out of it. Be like, Go get the knife. And then everyone else is like, oh, something's going to happen. So it makes it more of like an excitement. Yeah. And then it's... A different emotion entirely. Oh, okay. Okay. What's going on? Well, I I saw a video the other day because we were laughing about how Genevieve fell the other day off the counter and hit her back. They hit the back of her head on the tile. We weren't laughing about it. We were terrified. No, terrified. (laughs) We were laughing about the fact that normally she jumps up. Yeah. Normally by the time you get in there or she'll even walk out herself. I'm fine. I'm I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. This time she was not okay. That time she it laid was serious there. Yeah. there was not an immediate, I'm okay. Yeah. She's pretty good at communicating that. But I saw a video of a kid who was probably 18 months or two getting carried towards a hallway. And as they walked past the corner of the wall where they, you know, the walls meet going into the hallway, the person carrying the kid smacked the wall. And the kid and immediately was like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? To the kid after he hit the wall with his hand. <laughs> Just the sound. Right. Kid did not hit his head. Losing his mind. 
about how bad this hurt and he was in so much pain. That's why I respond the way I do when a kid falls. I'm like, you're good. Jump you're up. Fine. You're good. You're yeah. Right. Oh, I hate the. <gasps> yeah. yeah. When parents freak out about it. If, uh, if other adults are around and my kid falls, I'm like, shut your face. Yeah. Don't you. Don't you encourage it. I mean, if they're really hurt. I think comfort them. I mean, siblings to a lesser degree. They take their reaction, but if an adult reacts, yes, exactly, that's where they're really gonna feed into it. Uh huh. Because the adult knows if I'm safe or not. Yeah, that's the idea, and that's that emotional response too. If you do that emotional response, then they feel unsafe because now you're unsure. But I love the oh, we don't need to amputate. You stubbed your toe. We don't have to cut your leg off. What can we do? And it puts that back into them. And let's change the outcome. Let's change the story. Yeah, I love that. What other things do you know about blank? Fill in the blank. What other things do you know about it? More information. More inf- it, Knowledge decreases fear. Fear comes typically from a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's why people, when they're having a baby, love taking childbirth classes because it's a fear of the unknown that makes it so much worse. Once you have knowledge, you have more power, right? You feel like you have more say. Knowledge so- is power. <laughs> Oh, so anything that they're afraid of, you know, if they're afraid of elevators or, you know, they're terrified of bees or tornadoes or whatever, you can get a book from the library. You can do, an, a, you know, science experiments. You can do research together so online. don't pull up YouTube videos of really scary <laughs> Traumatic. <tornadoes. laughs> yeah, maybe not. How about information on oh, tornadoes? I love, and your kids love. Looking at like random fears. Sometimes we'll search people's random fears. And there's one, I think it was from Maury back in the day, where she was Maury Povich? Of, yeah, Maury yes. Povich. Where she was scared of pickles. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I get kind of a giggle, like all because your kids love pickles. And we're like, right. a pickle. How could you be afraid? Who knows? Why are we afraid of spiders? We're yeah. gigantic compared to them. Yeah, why are we more afraid? That's interesting. It's just kind of funny. It's all that perspective, but. Have you seen the thing where people eat weird things? Oh. There's one girl who eats like the popcorn packing peanuts. Oh, I watched. So bad for you. I watched one and the lady was eating cornstarch. Oh, snap. And they're and like. that's like that's liquefied. Like cement. Yeah. Like, really. And she was eating it by the bag full and like sneaking out to her car and taking mouthfuls. Pika is real bad. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. real bad. And I don't. Like, it's a I'm lot so worse curious. for you than cotton balls. Why cornstarch? Like, what is the cornstarch connection? What is it? What are you lacking in minerals that you feel like you need to get from cornstarch? But it was so interesting because she didn't. She's obsessed with cornstarch, right? She's constantly consuming it. She didn't realize what it would do. Ugh. She had no idea that if you mix cornstarch with water, you can walk on top of it. So they filled this. They fill this gigantic tub, and they're like, "This is a year's worth of cornstarch that you eat." gigantic tub that they had to walk across and they had her walk across it multiple times huh. and like this is what you're putting into your body so it's that information now let's actually resolve and figure out why yeah how does how step. do you recover from that man how do you get that out of your system i don't care what kind of cleanse you do for your gut that's always going to be in there to some extent but she just really didn't know she didn't have that information Ugh. once that she made that connection and that she was fit, probably done like, oh i'm sure the compulsion's still there but it's easier to understand. So what do you know about it? Yeah, what, what more can you know about it? And one of the follow-ups to that, you know, how often does this fear happen? And, and like, if you're afraid of tornadoes, how common are tornadoes? Here in Utah, we've had one in the last, I don't know, 50 years. At least in my lifetime, I know of one. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that one is, so we lived in Arkansas, right? Lots of tornadoes. 
we'd see them all the time the funnel clouds the sky turns green it's really weird but you can kind of tell you know yeah so we had when i lived in arkansas we had a lot of scares and different things that was common because that's what happens there and all the neighbors weren't freaking used out. To it. the adults weren't freaking out so i wasn't freaking out then we moved back to utah and i remember the day of that tornado in salt lake city my mom was in salt lake and this was pre-cell phones yeah and because it doesn't happen here i was like I'm sure my mom's dead, and yeah. she's just like, it's gone, like, life's over. It's all changed. There's that anxiety coming yes, out. Yes, that future thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, what calming strategy do you want to use when you're thinking about your mom being killed in a tornado? That's good. I don't have a list. Maybe I should come up with a list of calming strategies. So you don't have to think of it in the moment, in the moment. when you're feeling that anxiety and can't think clearly. It's like when you ask me, what are you brought to you? To a spot. And I didn't write it down or I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, right. okay. Put on the spot. I have no idea. Yeah. Blank mind. No yep. idea. Yep. You caught up in something else. And I love that idea that goes back to, you know, what we talked about before, dealing with the crisis away from the crisis. Mm-hmm. So when the crisis is, oh, I'm realizing I have no coping strategies for how to work through this. I don't have any ideas. It's dealing with that away from the moment when you do have a clear head, when you have calm emotions so that you can come up with an idea of things that might work. And having also, multiple options, I think, is key. But it's super empowering. Yeah. You Knowing you choose. have control over it. Yeah, you get to choose. What are you going to do? Not Here you go. And you know what I've heard with younger ones, too, is an anxiety basket of some kind or an emotion basket where, you know, there's some books in there. There's some snuggly things. There oh, might be comfort food, which isn't, <laughs> isn't the best. <laughs> My kids, we went and played at the park when I was a stay-at-home mom. We go to the park once a week and... Us moms, man, we'd be there sometimes from 9, 10 in the morning until three, till the kids couldn't take it anymore. Sometimes four, five, six o'clock. We we're finally like, oh, better take them home and feed them dinner, you know, because <laughs> we'd have things for the little ones to nap and they were just happy while well, they'd come. Is there not grass at the park? Can they just go graze? <laughs> Good point. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, Throw a couple goldfish in there and see if they can You know what's it. so funny? They would come. <laughs> no, you can't use your hands. Get back on your hands and knees. <laughs> Don't make me time behind you. Uh, yeah, so they'd get hurt or whatever, and they'd come over. Well, do you want a yogurt? Do you want some strawberries? How about some goldfish? <laughs> Just feed the problem. Go play. <laughs> Here's some food. Food will fix it. So last summer, 2018, we went to a lot of splash pads, and Sam got stung by a bee. I personally have never been stung by a bee. So she comes out. She stepped on a bee. Yeah. And I have no idea because I've never been stung. I've never been... I've never experienced that. So I'm like trying to calm her down while Googling. How do you, and the stinger's still in her and we're at a splash pad. So I have my wallet Nothing, yeah. and my phone. Like that's it. And so I'm Is like there an app to, for that maybe? For <laughs> pulling out a bee stinger. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to tell you how. But I don't think there's an actual app that will do it. So I'm trying to distract Sam and I'm like throwing food at her. And food's not much of a motivation for Sam. No. That's why she's a stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> so jealous. So I'm like trying to distract her as I'm Googling and she's like, wait, you don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Panic! (laughs) And then other kids are coming by like, what's going on? What do we do? And so finally, you know, I found, okay, all I needed to do with a credit card is just scoop it out and we were able to get it resolved. But I was like, in the moment, I'm freaking out. She's freaking out. And because all... you're freaking out. Because you're supposed to be the one that knows. You're yeah. supposed to be the one in and charge. all the moms sitting around us are just sitting there watching. I'm like, <laughs> come on, ladies. You've got diaper bags, purses, 
That's I know why. you got tweezers in there somewhere. You wonder why I carry around a big backpack? Yeah. That is why. <laughs> so you're prepared for anything. Yes. Oh, but it was so traumatic in the moment for her. And we didn't have anything to distract her. We didn't have anything while I was trying to figure out the problem. Yeah. So I think that that's... You know what I think you need to do right now? Let's take a deep breath. Don't tell me how to live my life. That's the next one. <laughs> I, it was an invitation. Let's take a deep breath. Sometimes there's so, people in general and kids get so worried they're resisting encouragement like you just did. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> this calming strategy of breathing, I know it works. But you can use yourself as the calming skill. You yeah. can start breathing. You can it's make sure that you're staying calm. That modeling again. Yep. And, and talking through what you're doing. You know what? I'm going to take a deep breath. And just allowing yourself to do that and be that example. And some people will end up, you know, holding their kids so close that they can feel the rise and fall of of their chest. So I'm holding my child and they can feel my breath. They can feel. And I think one of the things I learned from Greg when we um, were having our babies was that calming energy. And he was very susceptible to other people's energy. Very big um, empath. And so each of the kids had a different energy visualization. Chuck was a troll doll. You know, the troll dolls where you shake their hair and they just go all crazy. Mm -hmm. And then he would picture, Greg would picture calming Chuck down by just slowly moving that hair back into place and just kind of stroking that hair to where it's uniform and controlled again. And, you know, if he needed to, switching back and forth between that energy himself of the chaos and the, you know, shaking the doll's hair and getting it all riled up and then the calm again. It's like when you focus on tension and relaxation in your muscles, one of the best things you can do is tense everything up as much as you can and then relax it because that contrast really helps identify when you're really relaxed. So I would caution against holding if they're in a panic freak out mode Yeah. because their body is going to react so much differently. When I worked for the state of Utah with the mentally and physically handicapped adults, we had to... I mean, these were big guys. They were aggressive. I had a fork to the hand, a fork to the eye. With like scars. I, yeah, I've got scars. These weren't just chill people. They were going freaking out. And we had to learn techniques physically to restrain for their safety, for our safety. But we had to also be hyper aware of the fact that their body is in this really stressed out mode. Their body is not calm and relaxed. They're tense. Their breathing mm-hmm. is different. If you hold too tight or in the wrong spot, it will really cause Set them damage. Off. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, so one thing and that's that, why I tend to invite my kids. Yeah. You know, do you want me to hold you? Do you need a hug? But one thing that I learned or they stressed was if a child does want to be held, you need to be down and have the child on top of you because you can adjust your arms on the child. You can't adjust the gravity of your body against them. Yeah. And so it helps them feel more secure if you're not forcing like them Like towering down. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes they sense. They can feel they're more in control. So it's scary and... I love oh, the power the of and. <laughs> so you can add phrases like, you know, it's validating, right? It's scary. It's okay that it's scary. I'm not afraid of it being scary. I'm not afraid of it being overwhelming or whatever it is in the moment. But and... You're safe or it's scary and you've 
conquered this before. It's scary and you have a plan. plan. Yeah. There's things that you can do about it because that models the internal dialogue that they can use the next time that they're feeling worried. You know, the more you practice these skills, the more commonplace they become and the more you reach for them in the moment Mm -hmm. because you've practiced them over and over. It's like having that list. Mm Mm-hmm. Having that list to pull from, because that can even be a list for you personally, you know, on your phone. That's like, okay, when the kid's freaking out, this is, this is my bullet points before I go in and try to address it, you know, so that that way you're remembering, okay, I need to model, verbalize that I'm taking a deep breath, the power of and, you know, like little notes for ourselves so that we can remember that in the moment. (sighs) I can't wait to hear about this. I can't (laughs) wait to hear about blank. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, it's more of like an encouraging excitement. So turning a fear of, ugh, into more of an excitement. And a more, I'm here for you, I'm supporting you, but I'm wanting you to take that action. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about this. Not, I'm going to dictate how this goes. I'm going to tell you how this goes. I can't wait to hear your perspective. Yeah, and I can't, you know, in the moment, in that situation, their emotion is so heightened that that's all they're focused on, right? Like hyper-focused on the fear or the anxiety around whatever they're stuck on thinking, but encouraging them that there's something on the other side of it. There's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus said one time it was on writing comedians in cars getting coffee, I think is what it's called. Okay. So she's writing with um, Seinfeld, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, he's the host. So they're writing along they and friends? she says... Do they know each other? You know, maybe a little bit. Jerry and Elaine. Yeah, I think they they had a really hard time not doing that show anymore. A lot of them not Mm -hmm. working together all the time. But one of the things that she said that I just love is that happiness to her is having something to look forward to. And so he said, what are you currently looking forward to? She said, getting out of this car. (laughs) They were almost where they were going. And he was like, well, that was low hanging fruit. (laughs) Nice juicy peach and you took it. Um, but yeah, having something to look forward to hearing about, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing about how, who you sat with at lunch or how your rehearsal after school went. Nervous first day of school or, you know, Uh I'm excited to hear about the new friends you make. Yeah. Yeah. Beforehand and after, Mm -hmm. depending on the situation. So Kent, what do you need from me? Mm, It's a great one. I need a raise. Oh, I thought you were actually... <laughs> How about a cheesecake instead? You can just quadruple my income. That'd be great. Uh, that'd be great. Oh, you're not actually asking. <laughs> That's the next I'm phrase. staying on topic. It's one of the 13. Pay attention. Instead of assuming that you know what your child needs, you give them the opportunity to say, this is what I need. And again, it's more of that I'm going to acknowledge, I'm going to do the work myself and acknowledge what I need, not I'm waiting for you to tell me what I need. Yeah, and I think that's important because they're going to have to know from that resiliency standpoint that we've talked about before, from the problem-solving ability side of things, they need to be able to figure out what they need. Because all the time we ask the kids, what do you need? I don't know. Are your needs getting met? I don't know. I don't know what they are. Well, if you don't know, how am I going to help you? Because if you don't know what you need, I can't help you. Which is why we're so into like love languages and yeah. the personality types and trying to figure out knowing how their motivations mm-hmm. yeah trying to narrow it down because a lot of times they just don't know they just or they won't do the work to figure out how to get there sometimes they can verbalize it but you know if you if they need 
you to just listen if they need a hug, you know, help them find a solution. But if you can't do it, I love she says, give them their wish in fantasy. I wish grownups could go to kindergarten too. No, I really do. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I want to go back to kindergarten. Oh, this feeling will pass. Ultimately, it will. It's like that train analogy. It's not forever. It's not forever. Good or bad. You know, positive or negative. Nothing's forever. Well, I think that's important to point out because I love pointing out to your kids that consequences aren't negative. There's mm-hmm. positive consequences. There's negative. The good times aren't always going to be there. Yeah. Just like the bad times aren't. Yeah, I think it's important to really validate to them that it is going to pass. It can feel like it's going to last forever in the moment. But having that train analogy is going to help them know that that's going to pass eventually. And keep in mind, too, that anxiety and worry are going to look different. Kids are different. The anxieties for the different issues are different. That's all a mess. (laughs) Chaos. It is. And we do our best to work through it. But, you know, I think it's just a lot of trial and error. It's like, you know, having that list on your phone and going, okay, well, that didn't work for this kid in this moment doesn't mean that that strategy won't work another time with that same kid. You know, it's just about trying different things. I think having a lot of arrows in your quiver or, you know, tricks to pull out of the hat in the moment. So it's not something you're going, I have no idea what to do here. And you're panicking and your brain goes blank. You go, okay, I've got that list of resources here. I'm so glad you don't have very many anxious kids. I really don't. Uh, yeah. I really I'm don't. Super they're, lucky with that. Yeah, they're spirited, yeah. which is its whole other bag of, you know, bag of worms, I guess. Mm-hmm. Can of worms, just because it's, you know, different things to manage. But we don't deal with a lot of anxiety. I thought box of rocks for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, this rock, and we pull out this rock, and when you get really pissed, you throw it at someone. It's great. Je- or, uh, Sam said when the other day when life gives you lemons... Take them out and throw them at people or something. (laughs) I like the idea of when life gives you lemons, grab the tequila. (laughs) Worries get big. They don't have to be, though. They don't have to be. There's some simple strategies. There's a really good book she recommends called When My Worries Get Too Big. So if you do have a kid that has a lot of worrying and anxiety, that might be something good to reach for. It's illustrated, you know, just ideas for them to come up with their own self-calming strategies. And the other one they recommend is the Super Kids Activity Guide to Conquering Every Day. Empowering tools and strategies if they do deal a lot with anxiety, you know, with worries and fear. Because I know some kids don't want their parents to leave the house. Like they're worried something bad is going to happen. We went through that a lot this last probably year, year and a half, where May and Genevieve didn't want me to leave the room just to go to bed. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I did not stay calm in those moments because I'm like, (laughs) go to bed. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to bed. I need to sleep. You know, losing my mind about that. But for some reason, that was very anxiety producing that. and, And maybe it's because one day they woke up and their dad wasn't there. You know? They went to bed and dad was there and they woke up and the next day and he was gone. So maybe that was part of that anxiety or fear that was being triggered by something else going on in life at the time. See, and I just hear they just want time and validation. Yeah. And they know that bedtime's the time I'm going to get it. So I'm going to enjoy it and stay up as I'm long gonna as I'm going to stay up. Can. Yeah. Even if she's angry at me, negative emotion or negative mm-hmm. attention is better than no attention. <sighs> 
I think to sum it all up, don't have kids. They're a trap. <laughs> tell my kids that all the time. They know. I'll tell my kids out of nowhere. I'll go, hey, don't have kids. And they all respond, it's a trap. And they get But I love much. going back to the super kids activity guide. It's got a manifesto in there. And it's mm. affirmations. I am unique. I embrace my differences and I let them shine. I love that. I think it's important to teach kids those affirmations at a young age. I'm spirited. There it is. I'm spirited. I use my emotions and energy to change the world. Because spirited people really do change the world. Without spirited people, not much would get done. (laughs) A lot of the spirit comes from, you know, people that are innovators and action takers and things like that. But (sighs) I am a super kid. Embrace anxiety. (laughs) Well, that's all I have. This actually really stressed me out, and I don't know why. Because I need to go process through why this podcast episode stressed me out. You know what might help you is a list of calming strategies for you and a list of calming strategies to help the kids in the moment that they're feeling anxiety and stress. Because I'm feeling it too. I feel real hyped up right now just talking like my chest is tighter than normal. I feel like I'm talking faster than I normally do. I just am... So let's end on a nice, calm, peaceful note. I'm going on vacation. Just kidding. I just did. If we drop this next week, <laughs> have to d- have to double record. Vacation, vacation, vacation. That's where my brain is. Having something to look forward to. What are you looking forward to? Today, I'm looking forward to taking a nap. Yes. I'm sorry, but Sundays, you have to take a nap. That is my rule. It's like, Sunday, it's I mandatory. Yeah. I am usually good every other day not taking a nap at all. And I don't, it doesn't cross my mind and I don't think about it. Sundays, I'm like my nap day i have to nap today i'm looking forward to my bath too Mm. a few days i've been really busy i've been gone at night and so i haven't had my bath and oh got in my bulk order my 20 19 pound bags of epsom salts those two bags though they lasted me over a month i told carl they'd last about a month he's like you're costing so much money with this bath with all the water (laughs) i was like listen (laughs) it's great coping strategy for me this is my self-care it is a must Oh, that's worth a lot it. of salt. <laughs> it is a lot of salt. I do two cups per bath. Oh, wow. Which is the minimum, actually, what they call for. There was one guy who's super physically active, which Epsom salts help a lot with. Mm-hmm. You know, physical exhaustion and tired muscles and things like that. Helps him repair, takes away the inflammation. Uh, he does like seven or eight cups per bath. I was like, okay, uh-huh. that's... I don't need that much, but I am doing two cups. Carl's like, you could cut that in half. No! I want... I want the full benefit. Yeah. I just remember what my brought to you by was. <gasps> what is it? I got a super cool backpack. Mm. It's got like 10 different pockets because I carry everything around with me. Your own little Christmas present. Mm-hmm. So I had this backpack that I loved and it broke. And I've been using this other one that I just had. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's not enough it's pockets. It's not what I need. Ugh. So I ordered a Black Friday deal. Took forever to get here, but. Worth it. It's so nice. And so many pockets. And I. Ooh, I have more places I can put stuff. Yeah, what do I not looking have? at it. What do I yeah, what put? can I put in that pocket? I don't have anything in there yet. What am I going to keep there? So that's what I'm going to do to de-stress. I'm going to take organize a nap your backpack. and then organize my new backpack. Sounds fabulous. Mm. Don't forget to write your list of calming strategies. I was just hoping you would do it. <laughs> you? You were hoping I would write the list? That's so funny. Oh, I can't do another list. I've got like 40 on my phone right now. I know. 
stresses me out to think about how many lists you have <laughs> in your notes on your phone. Like, whoa. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.